You're listening to the expository preaching ministry of Kootenai Community Church, located in Kootenai, Idaho. We pray that Christ is exalted and your spirit is blessed by the teaching of God's Word. For more information about Kootenai Church, please visit us online at kootenaichurch.org. Matthew chapter 1, which I read to you a few moments ago, was the passage that we were looking at on Sunday morning, and I promised you then that we would be returning briefly to that this evening to look at one particular passage, uh, one particular verse in that passage, verse 21, which was the words of, of uh, the angel to Joseph. Uh, I mentioned on Sunday that the virgin birth, which is what Matthew chapter 1 is describing there, is uh, three things, a historic event, a redemptive event, and a prophetic event. An historic event, meaning that it actually happened in history just as Matthew records that it happened. It was not an, it's not a pagan myth that worked its way into the New Testament. Uh, it's not a Greek mythology or, or some sort of a, a, a dream or an idea that they figured was a good thing to sort of work into Christian Scripture. It was an actual historical event that actually happened as Scripture said that it happened. And it had to be that way because it is also a redemptive event. And Scripture ties the virgin birth of Christ and the, the doctrine of the virgin birth of Christ to His sinlessness and His sinless perfection and His righteousness. And without those things, there is no foundation or basis for salvation. And so it is a redemptive event in the sense that this was part of God's redemptive plan to send His Son into the world, conceived of the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, uh, born from a virgin in order to accomplish the act of redemption. He could be sinless. He could be the God-man, which Scripture says that He was. And he could accomplish the redemption that God had promised for his people. And then it is also a prophetic event, meaning that the virgin birth of Christ is a fulfillment of Old Testament Scripture, which Matthew quotes Isaiah 7, verse 14. Isaiah's prophecy written 700 years before the birth of Christ, where Isaiah predicted, or God predicted through Isaiah, that a virgin would conceive and bear a son. And that, in fact, was fulfilled with the birth of Jesus Christ and all of the events that transpired around that. So the virgin birth of Christ is a historic event, a redemptive event, and a prophetic event because in the birth of Christ, God has given to us exactly what mankind needs, which was a Savior for our sins. And we're going to be zeroing in tonight, and I'm just going to be looking briefly at the promise of the angel to Joseph on that night. When the angel appeared to Joseph, Joseph was going to put Mary away and do so secretly, but the angel appeared to Joseph, saying to him, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary as your wife. For the child who has been conceived in her is of the Holy Spirit. She will bear a son, and you will call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. Now in those words, when the the angel addressed Joseph as the son of David, I think there's something significant there. Um, No word of Scripture and no word from God by an angel or through the Lord Jesus Christ or through a prophet is ever wasted. When the angel, uh, when the angel described or addressed Joseph as the son of David, the angel was doing something. The Lord was intentionally doing something. I think reminding David, reminding Joseph that as a descendant of David, he would have a part to play in the fulfillment of Scripture. Do you remember what the promise to David was? The promise to David was somebody will come from your family who will sit on your throne and rule the nations. And this one would be the Messiah that the Old Testament had predicted. That was the promise to David. And in the Gospel of Luke, it's chapter 1 or 2, with one of those two chapters, uh, one of the angels says to, I think it is Mary, He will sit on the throne of his father David and he will rule forever. And so the angel is reminding Joseph here that as the son of David, he was of the lineage of David, 
that he was to have a part to play in God's redemptive plan. And that part would be to take Mary as his wife and to raise Jesus as his own child and adopt him as his own child, thus giving this virgin-born divine person, the Lord Jesus Christ, the legal right to the throne of David. He wouldn't have that if Mary raised him as a single parent. But he would have that if Joseph adopted him and he were to be raised by Joseph as if he was Joseph's own son. And so that's the purpose of that. Joseph, son of David, take Mary as your wife and do not fear. And here's the promise. She will bear a son and you will call his name Jesus for he will save his people from their sins. And we talked about how that is the redemptive element there, that this is what was in God's mind, a salvation plan. Because what we needed was salvation. Now the Jews were the Jews were used to thinking in terms of Yahweh being their Savior. They thought of that. They thought of Yahweh as being their national Savior, that He would deliver them from national distress or from a national invasion from other armies, that God was their protector as they, they were the covenant chosen uh, elect nation that God would use for His purposes. They were used to thinking of God, Yahweh, as being their Savior. And now the angel appears and specifically addresses Joseph that he was going to, this son was going to be the one who would actually do the delivering and the saving. And our greatest need today is not that we would have a deliverer who would deliver us nationally from national threats. Our greatest need is not for a rabbi who could teach us how to live well. Our greatest need is not for um, some person who would live as a hippie and teach us all to how to redistribute wealth. Those are not our greatest needs today. Our greatest need is for a Savior to deliver us from our sin. Because the Jews in the Old Testament understood the same thing that you and I must come to understand. And that is that we have a sin problem. And the sin problem is real. And our conscience bears witness to the fact that we have a sin problem. Because we know that every person sitting here tonight has lied and stolen and blasphemed God's name and committed adultery in their heart and murdered in their heart. And that we, left to ourselves, we are born in this sinful condition and left to ourselves, we deserve the eternal wrath of God for our sin. That is what a good God will do. Many sinners trust that the goodness of God is what's going to bring them to heaven. You ask many sinners, do you think you'll go to heaven? Of course I think I'll go to heaven. Why do you think you'll go to heaven? Well, because God is good and He wouldn't send me to hell. And the very thing that sinners are trusting is going to get them into heaven is going to be the very thing that sends them to hell. The goodness of God. Because He is good, He will punish sin. Because He is good, He will make sure that sin is punished. But this is the good news that we celebrate at Christmas time. That God sent His Son into the world to live a perfect life. He had righteousness that we needed. And He lived a perfect life so that He could take the penalty that you and I deserve for our sin. By dying on a cross, He paid the price for all who will trust in Him. That's the good news of salvation. This is the work that Jesus Christ came to do. We call Him Jesus, which name Yahweh means Yahweh will save. We call Him Jesus because He does this work of salvation. Christ did not come into the world to show us how we can live our lives in order to be saved. He didn't come to show us how we can save ourselves. He came to do something. That is to deliver and to save His people from their sins. Who are His people? They are the ones who repent of their sin and trust in Him for salvation. They become His by virtue of the Father's choice. They become His by virtue of the gift of faith to them. They become His by virtue of their repentance and believing upon the Lord Jesus Christ and being born again. He will deliver. He will save His people from their sins. That is the promise of Christmas. They called His name Jesus because He will save His people from their sins. How do you get the gift of salvation? You must do two things. You must repent. That means you turn from your sin. You understand that you are a sinner. You understand that it is righteous and just for God to punish sinners. You understand and admit that you deserve that punishment. That if, that if God were to give you what you deserve, He would send you to hell. 
I have no problem admitting you to you tonight that if God were to give me what I deserve, He would send me to hell. That is what I deserve. But God is gracious and He gives to sinners what they don't deserve. That's the Gospel and that's grace. He gives us eternal life. When we turn from our sin and we believe upon the Lord Jesus Christ who was conceived of the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, He lived a sinless life. He died on a Roman cross. Three days later, He rose again, securing the salvation forever and for always for all who will believe upon Him. And the command of Scripture is to repent and to believe on the Lord Jesus Christ today. And if you do that, you will be saved. And the promise will be fulfilled that He will save His people from their sins. Let's bow together. Our gracious Father, we thank You for the birth of Christ and for the gracious gift that You have given to us in Your Son. How merciful You are to save sinners for Your own eternal glory. We, do, we, we need more than anything else to be delivered from our sins. And that is what You sent Your Son to do. Perfectly righteous, perfectly sinless, able to offer a sacrifice and an atonement to pay the penalty that we deserve. And we thank You for that. We cast our hope and our faith and our trust upon Him. And if there are any here who do not know Him, we pray that You would draw them to Yourself, that You might be glorified through their salvation, and that the Son may receive the full reward for His sufferings. May You be glorified tonight in our meditations upon these things. Be glorified in our celebration of the birth of Christ our Lord, in whose name we pray. Amen. Thank you for listening to the latest podcast from Kootenai Church. If you'd like to learn more about Kootenai Church or to donate to our church ministry, you can do so online by visiting KootenyChurch.org. We hope you enjoyed this podcast and pray you'll join us again next time. Once again, thank you for listening.